Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. It's hot, ladies and gentlemen. It's hot. I know on the news, NBC, they were swearing it was nice weather. It's not nice weather. It's hot. Too much heat is not good. It's not good for people who have breathing issues. Not good for people who have joint issues. It's not good for really anybody. People who like excessive heat, something's physically wrong with you. I'll say that. I'm sorry. But no, it's hot. And given it's hot, it's distracting. I can't focus on what I need to focus on. So to try to cool off a little bit, I did my usual ATM run to pull more cash out of the bank. I actually bought one of those bill counting machines that you see in the casinos. I bought one of those. I have more money on the in my quote savings than I thought I did. My savings, of course, is a locked box. It's a really nice box too. Locked box that I have that I'm has uh, different trays for the different denominations. And I enjoyed stacking money in that bad boy. And then I, this uh, counting machine comes with the wraps for bills. So I've got, I'm wrapping 20000 or $2,000 segments on the 20s and it's kicking. So cool cash because cash is king is how I'm trying to cool down because it's hot as all hell. But I wanted to speak crypto because some stuff is happening. Some of it, I think, is a waste of time. But I think it's worth talking about it. I think it's worth at least investigating some of these things. I'm not going to spend too much time today talking about these. I want to just focus on a couple of key points. And if you got thoughts, feel free to hit us up. If you're new, welcome. My name is Leister. I'm your host. CryptoTalkRadio.net is the site. That's what you're listening to today as we get into numbers right up off the jump. You might be wondering what the heck's going on with the charts. You might be wondering, you know, I, I saw this YouTube guy with a beard and he made it seem like we're on a bull run. Do, 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 and you're, you're here because presumably you heard that we are a conservative voice. We are a little bit calmer, a little bit more sensible. We try to think it through. And we've been saying for months, we're not adding bull and we might very well be hitting a crash. I don't think we're at the crash yet. I do think it's going to happen. I don't think we're there yet. 
But I do see that we are not anywhere close to a bull run at all. So I use Coindesk.com if you want to follow along. I zoom out to the month chart. The month chart, if I see more red than green, usually, not always, usually indicates downward movement. And that's what I see. There's more red than green. Certainly a little bit more green than we have before, but there's more red than green, more than I would expect to see. And many sources feel like we're going to be stuck underneath the 1900 mark for Ethereum for a while. We're currently at 1846 at a high of 1869 and a low of 1837. I would stress this is kind of middling. It's kind of holding pattern. It's not that it's crapping or crashing or any of the, any of the above. This is a holding pattern. It's actually good to see that it's not going extreme down, but it's not good to see that it's not going up either. And you probably feel that same way. Bitcoin's the same, about 27,000-ish, uh, 27.6 as I last looked at it. That's not terrible, but certainly not where you want it to be. As I speak, it's 27.1, so that's lower than the 27.6 we had when I last looked at it. But again, it's not like it's crapping. It's just certainly not where it should be. Bitcoin should certainly be around 30K by now, and it's not. And that's got people really frustrated with this business. I can't tell you what to do with your money. I will tell you from what I saw for months and continue to see, we got a long way to go before we're out of the jungle that is. Let's talk some news then real fast. Ledger. Ledger has backed down. If you heard my last episode, I said it's time for you idiots to stand down because you'll know what the hell you're talking about. Time for to stand down. Your customers have told you this ain't what they want. It's time for you to back down. Just recently, they announced, you know what? The CEO, when I say they, announced, you know what? Our, quote, communication mistake caused, quote, concern among the community and, quote, affected customers' ability to understand the product's role, as in this recover crap, in the future of the offerings. So he didn't apologize for saying flat-out lies. He didn't apologize for basically telling all the customers they don't know what they're talking about. He didn't apologize for saying that all your assets are at risk. He didn't apologize for doing a double take on privacy first. He didn't apologize for what he needed to apologize. All he basically said is, you know, we, we understand. You know, we communicated wrong and we might have confused you about what we're trying to do. You just don't understand. Same thing as all cryptos do. Then they back down off this product for now. It's already too late because he's already put it out there. You know, we could hack your stuff whenever you feel like it. Do, do, do. So hopefully people are making informed decisions based on what they say before. He then said, our mission, quote, is to make crypto secure and easy to use. Quote, the main pain point for cryptocurrency self-custody is the seed phrase. And what we're doing is trying to get away from it. No, that's not the main point for crypto self-custody. The main, arguably, pain point for crypto self-custody is KYC. KYC is the bane of it all. If we had a way that you could do your swap with a credit card for low, low amounts, so $100, $200 every you know, month or something, something low, right? That lowers the barrier of entry. No KYC, no ID. It just swipes your card and you take the money and it is what you do, do, do. Like, it's amazing to me. And this is true. If you don't believe me, you can go online and check it yourself. I can buy a car and write a check because I just did it for $18,000. And they don't give a damn about my ID other than the fact that they need to document for the DMV. They don't care who I am when I do it from a money perspective. 
They'll take my damn check no matter what. They have to register me for the DMV, but that's about it. They don't care about, okay, I got to go through this other digital service that scans your ID card and asks you five questions and do all this other garbage. They don't care. Why is it I can write a check for 18 grand, but then for these services, I can't just swipe my card through the wallet without you caring about it? I'll tell you why. It's because all the services don't understand the boundaries of KYC. The boundaries of KYC always have been around the dollar amount. What they did is they took the lazy ass approach, which is to implement it across the board. Anytime you're doing a credit card, we'll just do it. Do, do, do. If you go into a bank right now and you want to do a transaction through the bank, the only time they're going to really blink an eye at you is if it's over $10,000, which is why it, you can't buy a car with a credit card or a debit card because it's a transaction that's going to go over $10,000. They're going to balk at it. Plus there's fees and everything else. But generally speaking, that's when they start looking at money laundering. Money laundering was the origin of the reason for KYC. So if we tie the two together, there's no reason to be doing KYC on tiny amounts. It's stupid. You're wasting time. You're wasting money. That ladies and gentlemen, I would argue is the strongest barrier of entry for people to do crypto self custody. Think about this. The exchanges, mostly Coinbase, but any of the exchanges, they make it dirt simple to get in there. Do they require KYC? Certain of them do at certain levels, but not at other levels. I have at least three exchanges. They never ask any KYC for the low amounts. So what, what's the difference? They understand the low amounts. It's not worth doing it. It's an administrative overhead and it's simpler to go through the process. Now, of course, I ran into Rich Quacks Quack X. And so I love that service for my swapping. But when I need to go to fiat, I'm going back to the central exchanges. I shouldn't have to do that. I should be able to do all fiat-based transactions through my self-custody. That's how you get them adopted. That's how you get them on board. None of them seem to understand this. So this guy's an idiot still, and his apology is crap. So sure, you know, they back down on it. It's too damn, it's too damn late. You've already done screwed the pooch, and you're still telling lies, bro. The guy looks like an idiot. You know what he looks like? He looks like what you get if BitBoy Crypto dyed his hair. That's what he looks like. You can put that as a quote. I am going to talk about this only because it's crypto related, but I, I think it's a waste of time, but maybe somebody out there cares. So there's a girl, her screen name is Amaranth, I believe. Now I am going to stress, I'm not going to call her like some of these sites say, call her a quote, Twitch star. I'm not going to call her this. I will call her an adult film star. It just so happens that her adult films are on certain platforms that are not necessarily porn per se, but they're still adult in nature because she doesn't mind taking off her clothes. There's nothing wrong with this. I just am not going to call her a quote Twitch star because Twitch was never intended for girls to take off their clothes. Certainly it was intended for girls to show off excessive amounts of cleavage while getting, let's say wrecked on Call of Duty, that's fine. But if you're just flat out taking it off, because I believe she's the chick that got kicked off Twitch for taking her freaking clothes off or some crap. Anyway, she's all over the thing because apparently, you know, I'm never going to date you, but I have this AI of me and the AI of me might just date you. And do So she's jumping on this crap. And then there's a bunch of these other girls. So they call out this quote, Snapchat influencer. Come on. 
and she's doing the same thing. You know, I'll make an AI girlfriend for you and you can have me as an AI representation of myself. And if you pay for this, it's like having a girlfriend. And the, the, the sad thing is simps aplenty, simps, S-I-M-P-S, simps aplenty are falling for this garbage. People are literally paying for this crap. They're paying for they're paying for a computerized word. Like, if you go back in the old days, if you're my age or somewhere around my age, they used to have, and it was an it was an ad. It would you go to certain websites and it would show up this stripper girl dancing in the bottom right, and they say, Yeah, install this. You can always have the stripper on your computer, deep, deep, deep. And then and then they wanted you to pay for this crap to just have some digital stripper dancing in the bottom right of your computer on PC. That's what this reminds me of. Like People are paying just, I'm sorry. I'm going to say it because I don't care. I'm a straight shooter in world sensitivity. I will never pay for a digital representation of a female. I have a hard enough time paying for sex as it is because it doesn't make any damn sense. But paying for a digital representation of a female, I can't imagine. And listen, I make a lot of money. Like I make a crap ton of cash. I still wouldn't do it. It doesn't matter how much money I make. It's not the point. The point is the principle of the thing. There's principalities in this. I don't care if we were talking about uh, my favorite adult star as a kid, as a teenager, young teenager. I don't care if we were talking about Terry Runnels from WWF. I don't care if we were talking about, uh, I don't know. Anybody else that I could ever think of that I would ever have any sort of fantasy about, I can't, um, like, this is not like buying Playboy magazines, people. This is not the same thing. You're, you're buying software. There's no problem with software, but you're buying software whose sole purpose in life is to simply be your fantasy. And that's all it is. At that point, why not just, like, there are actually adult film videos that are virtual experience garbages, it's point of view crap and all this. And imagine you're banging this girl and I'm boggled on those. And that was, that was decades ago. That's DVD. I'm boggled on those. Cause it's like, dude, do you not understand that if you really wanted to have sex with this porn star, you probably can hire her as an escort, pay some money and get the real thing. Why? Anyway, I digress. So I am not going to dig any deeper into this crap. I am disappointed in society. I'm disappointed in humanity. And I know it's not all males, but I, she, the vast majority are male. And I'm disappointed that males are literally paying to have this software talk to you as an AI robot, but it just happens to be the depiction of this girl. I, anyhow, whatever. If you're interested in that, feel free. But I'm not going to talk any deeper into this. Let's talk about something that actually makes some damn sense. I don't know if you've been noticing, but Certic recently has been coming in, getting some flack and coming into some fire because they've had a number of token projects that are rug pulled despite having a Certic audit. And of course, my messaging to a lot of these people is that having a Certic audit doesn't guarantee you're not going to get rugged. It just simply means they did some review and did some assessment. And there have been Certic audits I've looked at and I haven't agreed with what they said, or I haven't agreed with the low severity of a thing. Shiv, very recently had one of the highest scores on Certic. Now, it wasn't necessarily that it was the tr truly security-related or confidence-related. You got to understand, Certic, the thing is, they assess things like social media sentiment, confidence, how much are you chatting about it, what's the level of energy around a thing, 
are people talking negatively about your project? So they count more things than just security. So like Satama, Satama had one of the highest scores and it started dwindling over time. Libero, which I covered, had one of the highest scores. It started dwindling over time. Not because there was anything wrong with them specifically, but because they lost investor sentiment. That's what happened with SHIB recently. This guy, SHIB BPP, made a big deal out of this loss of a AAA rating, the highest rating you can get on Certic, and fell to the 51st ranked security score. So this caused Certic to announce an AMA with SHIB, talking about the Shibarium, talking about tokenomics, talking about security, and talking about everything else. I'm not going to be attending because it's, it's in Discord, but I'm not going to be attending. It's a waste of time. Because the bottom line is, is that it's normal for the score to drop, especially because SHIB has lost sentiment. It lost sentiment because Shibarium was delayed. It lost sentiment because Pepe showed up. It lost sentiment because SHIB doesn't, still doesn't really do anything. Despite being on every exchange, it doesn't really do anything. And it's never gotten to its all-time high. Even now, it's nowhere close to the all-time high. So then sentiment is lost. People go another direction. If you can't keep their attention, they're going to go another direction. That's the only reason why the drop has really happened to this degree. It's not that big of a deal. Mind you, though, SHIB's down quite a bit. SHIB's down quite a bit. And if it was able to regain what it lost, it would be in a very good spot. But the question is, can they do this? The other thing that's harmed sentiment, I did a video on the YouTube channel, which is currently in a hiatus on purpose. I'm trying to get the hell out of Nevada and set up my new studio. But I did a video on YouTube. It's still out there. And I talked about the whole burn and the fact that people don't understand that it doesn't matter about what all these burn numbers of billions of SHIB and all this crap. It doesn't matter because SHIB has hundreds of trillions of tokens floating out there. And it would take you over a hundred years to even get past it, even at a good pace. Like, the ship burn site was talking about, we burned in one transaction, one billion ship. And I'm like, yeah, but that's a fraction. Do you understand that a one billion, right, is one thousandth of a trillion? And there's hundreds of trillions. You, you got to think it's going to take too damn long for just burns to make the thing go anywhere. It's not going to matter, which is why the prices declined. Ship has to deliver products. SHIB has to actually implement utility. If you're going to make a blockchain, you better damn sure make sure that the burns are happening as part of the blockchain. And that's assuming you can get people to use your blockchain because you've lost popularity. You've lost sentiment. As a result, all these incremental burns are not going to move the needle. And the reason why is because people simply don't believe in the product right now because they haven't done anything to really deliver on a thing. The last thing I'll talk about here, which I hesitate to do, but I figure it's probably appropriate that I do, President of the United States, Joe Biden, came out talking about this debt ceiling. And if you're not in the United States, just understand that the debt ceiling is basically our government playing chicken with Americans in our lives and our jobs and our livelihoods. But the thing is, it's all negotiation right now. It's set to expire on June 1st. So they're running out of time. Biden keeps talking away. Hey, we're not going to default, da, 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 but he's refusing to give. He doesn't want to give anything at all. And he wants the Republicans to back down. Because the Republicans say, we need to cut spending. We need to stop spending so damn much. And as part of the deal, you're going to cut spending. Kevin McCarthy is not playing ball in that regard. Biden refuses to do any sort of cuts. He doesn't want to do it because he feels it's, quote, a deal that protects wealthy tax cheats and crypto traders while putting food assistance at risk for nearly 1 million Americans. So there's two parts there. One, putting food assistance at risk. So we're talking about program cuts. We're talking about excessive spending on programs. I'll tell you one thing about food service. Food service will gladly 
gladly onboard you if you don't have a job. They'll gladly onboard you. And they have, you have to check in on a regular basis. And the limits are not amazing. I mean, I think they only give you, what, 200 bucks every you know month or something. It's not a crazy amount of money. I'll tell you what's really a cost sink. Our military has always been a cost sink. The money that we give to education has always been a cost sink. The money that we forgive has always been a cost sink. There's cost sinks everywhere else. They don't seem to care about those when I say they. I mean, Democrats in terms of spend. The Republicans look like they're looking for any opportunity to cut spending across the board, which it may not be healthy either. So neither is really right in this one. And they're playing chicken with your lives. Because as we saw when then-President Donald Trump was about to shut down the government, we saw that one of the airports in New York started to shut down and then they backed off of it because they realized you can't just do that because it has broad-reaching impacts. Now, we've never actually defaulted on the debt. It is still interesting, though. Janet Yellen keeps screaming, we're going to run out of cash, we're going to run out of cash, do, 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 do. And the president always could implement and do it on his own, but he's trying to do negotiations knowing full well it's not going to go any further than where it is right now. So when he talks, though, about crypto traders, protecting crypto traders, hopefully you're reading between the lines. What he's saying is that he really wants to get taxation involved to collect money from crypto traders. Here's what he doesn't understand. The vast majority of people who report, who actually do report crypto taxes are at a loss. So what they do is they realize they're going to just bet or gamble on whichever, knowing they're going to take an L because they can write it off in their taxes. It allows you to do this. When you report it, it's looking, did you make any money off any of this? No. And if I spent X, it's a tax write-off essentially. So they know you could put money and put money and put money, make no gain, and it's a tax write-off in many cases. If you're a business and you're investing in cryptocurrency as part of other shared assets, you might even be able to write those off too. They know that. So it's not really gaining any money to attack, quote, crypto traders. All that's doing is harming crypto sentiment and making people nervous and skittish, as you see. So I do hope that people out there are reading between the lines about what he's saying. He doesn't mean what he's saying. He's saying it to harm cryptocurrency sentiment, which we're seeing recently. Will it pass? I think it will. But something's got to give with the whole debt thing, because I do think people are holding back from investing more in cryptocurrency while there's this whole debt thing looming around. Because you got to remember, anybody working in the public sector is potentially impacted because their budgets are directly tied to the money that they get from other sources, not just their own. In some states, they're a little bit solvent. They can hold their own from reserves. But at the end of the day, it all ties to the federal government. You can't survive without some of these, the spend that we've already written into thing. What's breaking us is the fact that we keep kicking the can down the road instead of solving the problem. We keep just raising the debt ceiling, raising the debt ceiling, printing, printing, printing. All it does is make it worse. And it's going to get worse before it gets better. That's why I said I didn't see a bull run. That's why I said we probably will get past it in the later part of the year, if not 2024. In looking at the numbers and the predictions, though, we lost a lot of momentum. Now, a little bit more money came into cryptocurrency, but we lost a lot of momentum in terms of the buy pressure. What does that mean? means that we're not going to be as successful as we hope that we'll be unless something gives with this debt situation. And we have to see in cryptocurrency if people are willing to actually take the chance because it's a risk at this point because everything's down. That's where we're at. I hope that we go into a better position leading into the third quarter. I truly hope that we do. As it stands right now, though, if you're in a position where you're nervous about what's happening, I'm, I'm imploring you, don't be in it. Don't stay in it. If you're nervous about it, don't stay in it. It's not worth it. 
if you're going to gamble, I celebrate you if you admit you're a gambler because everything is a gamble right now and you might win. It depends on what it is, but I would never advocate gambling, but I would respect you if you admit that that's what you're doing. In the long term, I think we'll be okay still. I don't see significant damage or change. And I do think that 2024 is going to be a shift. It's going to be a shift in mentality. People are not happy with the current administration that's in office. We've already dropped one of them. Pelosi's out. Now we got Schumer. He's got to go. And then you got to figure out Biden. You got to figure out some of the other ones that are anti-cryptocurrency. People that are anti-mining, Bitcoin mining. People that want to increase crypto taxes and make it harder for you to change your life with cryptocurrency. Why do you want those people? Think about it. If the value of the United States dollar is decreasing and it's decreasing, there are countries trying to get away from it. And you've got our government trying to attack cryptocurrency to make it less valuable to the mainstream. Why would you want to stay in that? To me personally, it doesn't make any sense. If I'm an outsider, I'm looking at it like this doesn't feel like it's going anywhere. If you're inside it, you're wondering, geez, when is this going to end? And when can I get back to investing in smart things? I can't have, I don't have answers to any of that, but we should see some increase and improvement in the status of everything if we can get the current people out of office, as I've said repeatedly, because they're the ones keeping it down. It's it's that, but also the kids that say we're jeet, but you know what I'm saying. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber, we appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form, the link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our triad. The triad is a community that we're working to build forward of strong, smart investors, the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word Jeet and the ones that say the word Keck. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is. Be smart with your investments. Make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table. Your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take and what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.